back to the crossover podcast show you get comics pop culture and sports and we are back doing our weekly football picks joining me as always to talk week eight is craig needles how's it going craig fine thank you looking forward to uh talking about some uh good games in this past week yeah a lot of a lot of good games some some gambling heartbreak that happened uh, all week oh long. i i'm i'm like <laughs> looking forward to telling that story but at the same time i feel like disgusting about it it, it is an all-timer uh also with us today rounding out our little trifecta uh bill needles how's it going bill it is going well, thank you, sir. Hmm. Uh, gambling aside, uh, good week for us. All three of our teams came through, uh, so uh, we're, we're, we're celebrating wins and uh, hoping to keep that going into this week, although it'll be tougher for some of us than others based on the current opponent that our teams will be playing this week. Um, I want to mention the bye week teams before we get into it because I, I do want to talk about some of the stuff that the bye week teams have going on, specifically the Cowboys. Um I'll just uh, name the team, see if you guys want to say anything about them. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, one of the bye week teams this week. Anything to add about them? Um, the Atlanta Falcons defense, uh, what's what's happened in the middle of that defense with injuries, uh, I think wrecked what could have been a very good year for Atlanta because with Calvin Ridley in there now, like Ridley, Sanu, Jones, like that's that's a tough offense yeah. to stop. Yeah. Did, uh, the Julio Jones not, uh, touchdown thing is... That's bizarre. This is it's incredibly bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's... And it's here's the thing. Uh, the last year, everyone's blaming the red zone play calling for Atlanta, which like fine, they were terrible in the red zone. This year, they've been great down there. Yeah, they've been really good. It's just like one of the things they've done is not throw it to Julio Jones. But uh, I guess be like Calvin Ridley one on one is is hard to say no to. Yeah, so so strange. Um, Los Angeles Chargers. Anything you want to say about these guys? They are the second or third best team in the AFC. They're really good. Yep. I think so. They're yeah. five and two, and their two losses are against the Rams and Chiefs, the two best teams. Yeah, it's pretty good. Third in yep. DVOA overall right now. Uh, they're really bad at special teams, though, and and you can thank their horrible, horrible kicking woes for that. I believe, um, man, yes. if, if they just made kicks, if if they just made kicks, we'd be we'd be. I think they'd be in the same conversation as the uh, the the Rams and the Chiefs right now. But uh, yeah, they're right there. If they were making kicks, I think they might have beaten one of those teams. Maybe, probably not the Chiefs, but. They... Mm. Um, the Tennessee Titans. Woo! Oh God, I'm so upset that the Tennessee Titans are on by after this little. Uh, man, they're bad. That is a bad football team. I'm. I'm... Yeah, I, I want to say though, go, yeah. I, I love going for two in the spot they did on Sunday. I hate the play call, but yeah. I love going for two. That, that's the thing, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about going for two later. I think when we get to the uh, the Nye Giants later, but um. Yeah, you you and I have been proponents of go for two more, go for two more, don't leave it in the hands. I'm a proponent of, honestly, unless, like, it's in the last, you know, five minutes of the game and you score the tie it, I'm pretty much a proponent of go for two every time. Yeah, my my team is, like, my thing with with, with that thing, though, is you and I look at it in a vacuum where it's just we should go for two every time, but, man, the Titans, to me, it's like, if if you're going to go for it, Yes, do it, but have a good play call yes. ready to go, and, right? Like, and this is the frustrating thing for me. You put you put all these resources into your offensive line. Taylor Lewan's making huge money, uh, draft picks, all this stuff. 
you seem to think Derrick Henry's a pretty good running back. I'm not certain how right you are about that, but you seem to think he's at least a big guy that can that can plow down and, and, and get through the line. And you're on the one-yard line after a pass interference penalty. And your plan is, oh, we're going to throw it back to the back of the end zone to a guy who's really, really tiny. Yeah. That's what they wound up doing. Why can't you just give the ball to Derrick Henry behind your good offensive line and see what happens? Like, when I see the fade pass thrown to guys like not named Rob Gronkowski or not named Calvin Johnson, I ba- I basically throw up in my mouth like pretty much every time it happens. And even when it works out, the odd time, one out of ten, when when like AJ Green or somebody hauls Odell in, like, Beckham came Od- down with one on on Monday. Yeah, and, and even then Odell Beckham had to like like barely was able to drag his yeah. both of his toes in the end zone and stuff. And even then that was all just for 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 nonsense. Uh, like. It made me think that Shermer had money on the game because he's like, we got to cover the spread. <laughs> like the way the plays were being called. Well, you should give some of the money to me. <laughs> so bad. Oh, man. Oh, God. Um, ridiculous. Uh, uh, absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm all for going for it. I just don't think I – th- I think you should look at how – I think game flow, like you know me, I'm I'm not a big like like I don't really believe in in what people refer to as momentum in in sports and whatnot. I, I think those are, are fallacies, but I do think you should look at your situation and be like, hey, if we've been moving the ball well all day, yeah, screw it, let's go for two, like uh, Jack Del Rio did two or three years ago, right, with the Ra- with the Raiders when they had that really good season. That really good season pretty much hinged on they were up against New Orleans. It was week like a, one. Yeah, it was week one. It was like a 35-35 game. So both teams were moving the ball. And Del Rio was like, well, if I kick the field goal to tie it, I'm putting it in, in the hands of a coin flip. And if I lose that coin flip, then Drew Brees might just drive down the field and win. And he said, yeah. screw it. I'm going to I'm gonna put it in my hands right now. That I 100% agreed with. I wasn't so sure that <clears throat> Tennessee couldn't have pulled it off, right? Here's here's what I would say about that. Is he still putting it in the hands of the coin flip? Because, yeah, the Chargers offense had sputtered a little bit in the fourth quarter, but they had had several blown coverages, including two for long touchdowns on defense. I'm talking about Tennessee. Is, is Vrabel thinking at that point, you know what? If we just tie this game and they win the coin flip, how do I know that we're not going to lose in a 75-yard touchdown? Yeah. The very let's just let's is, just figure this. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. Like the yeah. offense hadn't been good that day, but like you needed a yard, run but the ball, was, have Mariota di- dive over the line of scrimmage. That's true, and theirs was even worse because it was only one yard and not two, right? Cause right, of the, exactly. Because the the false start penalty. But yeah. like this game was not you know 35-35. The Chargers yeah. only managed to rack up 20 points in this whole That's game. True. The, yeah. You were ba- way more likely to get them to punt than for them to throw a 75-yard touchdown. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, I gotta agree. I don't think that was the spot, but I don't hate it. Is, is, is what I want to say. I just don't, I don't think it was the, I don't think it was the, the situation to do it. I think it was a momentum call. I really do. I think it was like we, like we thought we were gonna lose. We got back into it. We got now all we got to win is get two yards. How and hard? you had driven down the field and yeah. you had a gas charger defense yeah that's another so I, I i liked it from that perspective too yeah that's true you you just had a nice so six a minute long drive yeah yeah so that was my thought yeah i i mean i i don't i don't mind it one bit and they missed it and i have the tennessee under so <laughs> woo <laughs> right so, so i'm good that. um last um uh, the the variable decision to go for two is certainly more defensible than the shermans that's for sure uh last bye week team the Dallas Cowboys, who pulled off one of uh, three trades that happened this week. This one, I think, was a little more high, high profile than the other two, although not as 
um, significant to the chances of them winning the Super Bowl as the other two trades that happened this week. Um, I'd like to do a little experiment with you guys. I'm going to name you two players, and I'm going to see if you guys can guess these players just purely based on their stats. Player A, so far in 2018, 22 receptions, 280 yards, one touchdown. Correct. Player B, 14 receptions, 241 yards, two touchdowns. Do you have any idea who any of these guys are, who either of these guys are? Those are pretty mundane stats. Yeah, 22 receptions. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead, and I've got a theory just based on what you're telling me right now, mm-hmm. that one of player A is Amari Cooper and the other one is Cole Beasley. No. Uh, Cole oh. Beasley has much better numbers than both of these guys. <laughs> Cole Beasley has like two or three scores, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. I, I'm yeah. sorry I undersold Cole Beasley like that. <laughs> very, very much. <laughs> Um, um, player player A is indeed Amari Cooper, 22, 280, one touchdown. Player B, 14, 241, two touchdowns. Josh Gordon, who has really? one less game than Amari Cooper. And, and the Patriots got to trade a draft pick that is about a, a fraction as valuable. That is a that fraction one. as valuable, you guys. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know. Like, what do you even say? What do you even say at this point? That's. Uh, I have no problem if someone wants to say like obviously there's the off the field stuff but if someone wants to say to me Amari uh, uh, Josh Gordon's a better wide receiver than Amari Cooper I will not argue with that person that is that is probably true I think so now Amari Cooper you could also argue like he he has he hasn't I mean he had basically the one good year right even even, even though his numbers weren't super spectacular but the the one good Derek Carr year they uh, you know he he was there I mean they still had Michael Crabtree who was there so. But he just hasn't proved that he's a number one guy. And I'm, I'm going to go based on what you said earlier there, Craig, uh, just on the comment you made earlier, that I, I still think Cole Beasley is the best receiver on the on the Dallas Cowboys, even with this trade. Uh, yeah, so why are you giving a first-round pick to that? Now, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I will understand the argument that Amari Cooper has been held back by a couple of years of questionable offensive scheming in Oakland. I'll understand that well, argument. If you look at not being able to stand upright for more than three yeah. shots. Like, yeah, and if you look at... His first two seasons, 2015 and 2016, he's a Pro Bowl player both years, over 1,000 yards both years. Uh, he had 83 catches in 2016. He had some drops, yes. Uh, but th- those are good numbers. Then all of a sudden, that drops down to, and there are some injuries, but uh, that drops down to 48 catches last season, like 680 yards. Like, it's, it's it was really, really not good, and this year was no better. So I, I don't know. I think this is... Um, this is something the Cowboys shouldn't have done. Good move for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you're trading Khalil Mack, you might as well trade everybody else you can get value for. Like, yep. if, if I, Especially if you're if getting I'm, that value. Yeah, absolutely. Like Just trade everyone, sure. Three first-round uh, and, picks now in 2019. Yeah, so. And then two in 2020s. So mm-hmm. um, the, 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 it doesn't make the Mack trade any better. The Mack trade was still really bad because you're giving no. up your second-rounder for some reason. This is the blow of the of the Mack deal, I would say, if you're a Raiders fan. A little, yeah, I think that's bit. fair to say. Yeah. Um, I, I, what, what doesn't soften the blow is the fact that the guy who's making these bizarre decisions that seem to oscillate between reasonable and unreasonable yeah. uh, owns a piece of the franchise and is owed $100 million over the next 10 years. And certainly doesn't look like he, he is up to speed coaching-wise. In, in no, he, he almost looks like a guy who didn't do it for a decade. Yeah. Cole Beasley's numbers, by the way, 33, 350, and two scores. So, well, that's pretty good. Yeah. And... and like I said, Gordon's numbers are 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 a 
fraction worse than Amari Cooper's with one yeah. less game, by the way. With, I'd say, like, one and a half less games, too, because the Patriots only played him for, like, the first time out there. He, he only played, like, what, two right. snaps or something like that? It was, yeah, it was it was, it was pretty pretty small. Uh, I'll ask you this in regards to uh, – I'll ask both of you this. Um, the Cowboys have a decision to make on Dak Prescott, uh, either after this season or after next season, as far as whether he's the guy that you give a whole lot of money to to be your quarterback. Is – is this a move that you make so you can have a better idea as to what the answer to that question is? Because let's be honest, mm-hmm. like, you know, you want to say Cole Beasley's still the best guy, whatever, but there's a significant lack of NFL caliber talent in that receiving core right now. Mm-hmm. Is this a move you make to make to, to be certain, you know what you have in Dak Prescott? I'm not defending the trade. It is a bad trade, but is it, it, is that one of the reasonings here? I, I th- yeah, I think you might be on to something there. My, or should they yeah. already know on Dak Prescott one way or the other? I feel like they prob- they should know what they're getting with Dak Prescott. You know, like, he's played enough with talented receivers that you know what you're getting. Whether he's a franchise quarterback or not, I'd say undetermined. But I think you know what you're getting. I, I think he is. I just think the coaching staff and the, the, the Jason Garrett stuff is just so... Oh yeah, they they need to change the offensive yeah. scheme there. I right. think that is absolutely so true. Unbelievably and, piss poor. And and like honestly, I I admire Jerry Jones' loyalty to a point, but I think if you're if you're a Cowboys fan, you have to be looking at the offense that you're putting out through every week, and it's you know it's a relatively traditional NFL offense, and that's fine. And compare it to the stuff going on with. You know, and I hate to use these examples because they're 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 the in vogue examples. Mm-hmm. But Kansas City and the Rams. Like yeah. you're doing stuff that's not even close to what's even, going on. Yeah, up there. even the tier, even yeah, even the tier below yeah, that. Yeah, close. Below like, that. The, like the Saints and the Chargers sure. and whatnot. They're they're nowhere near that either, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think that's uh, that's fair to say. Patriots, same deal. Yeah. Hey, even the, even some of the stuff that Norv Turner's been dialing up in Carolina this season yeah. has been pretty good. I think. Like, yeah, and, and, and Norv Turner's an old school. Either. Yeah, and, and, and Norv Turner's an old stuff. school guy. Yeah. Like he's a guy that's been doing this for a long time, but he's adapted mm-hmm. to what the NFL is like now. I don't know if Jason Garrett's capable of doing the same. Yeah. I think Dallas, even Dak Prescott, they all look like heroes when you're getting six yards a clip on the ground. Yes, um, that's that's definitely part of it. And as also, soon as they went Frederick's came down around. to earth and they're getting three and a half or four, yeah. uh, they started having to fight real battles, third and longs, and and it hasn't gone well for them. No. All right, let's. Uh... What do you say we get into week eight? Man, nearly halfway through this season. Uh, Thursday nighter. Oh, we got us a burn burner, you guys. The Miami Dolphins are heading to Houston to take on the Texans. Texans with one of the most low-key four-game winning streaks I have ever seen. <laughs> it, it, oh, man. And it's been ugly. Like, I obviously, I, having the over on the Houston Texans, I've been, I've been unceremoniously glued to a lot of their games, and it has not been pretty, gents. Um... Uh- it's bad. Yeah. I was talking about this game with my wife earlier because like, oh, who's on the football game tomorrow? And I said, oh, it's Houston and Miami. And she said, that's a game that you would probably tell Scott Hansen not to show. Yeah. That's um, right, Stacey. <laughs> I do like I do like the uh, I do like I have this nice little ritual of on Thursdays because usually I, I, I work the mornings or I have Thursdays off. So, I, you know, I put my kid to bed at around eight and that usually gives me a half hour before the game sets up. And and uh Amazon Prime now shows the uh, shows the games, and uh, I, so I can you know on my double screens I can have the football game going on one, and then I, I have a little online gambling going on the other uh, uh, 
on the other screen and stuff. And I, it really helps you get through the fourth quarter when, when Josh Rosen is just like, please, no more. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> right? Like, uh, the, the gambling, the, you know, the pokerstars.com does help a little bit is what I'll say. Um, Houston minus seven and a half. Um, Houston, please win this game. But our listeners, please don't bet on this game is what I'll say. Anything to add to Here's this one? Here's the thing. The less you bet on this game, the less you have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I but really if you bet it. enough, yeah. it could be interesting. <laughs> I, I, I really think you're getting close to gambling problem territory there, Billy. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I think Houston wins this game. I even I would take them uh, all day long. I think Miami's bad. You're on a short week for Miami and Houston. They've been not great, but good enough that Miami's going to have trouble moving the ball. Well, they had that thing where Dak Prescott couldn't fly. Did you hear that? A lot of people were talking about, uh, about that. It was, uh, we were just talking about Prescott, but it's Deshaun uh, right, Watson. Deshaun Watson, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, Deshaun Watson couldn't actually travel to Jacksonville by via plane, or the doctors recommended he not because he has bruised lungs, and they're like, the air pressure could fuck with your already bruised lungs. But I can't imagine that the doctors were like, don't fly, but certainly go to Jacksonville and nearly get crunched by 350-pound linebackers. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if, right? if it's not safe for you to get on a plane, it is not safe for you to play NFL football. Like, yeah, like yeah, how's like, that question? Like, yeah. it turns out playing football in the NFL is dangerous. Like, yeah. don't do it unless you're healthy. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> pardon me. I think if you're gambling, yeah, I mean, I think you have to take Miami just because you're getting that extra seven. You're getting that extra half point on the hook, right? Yeah, but like, but don't just don't do it. Just don't do it, and 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 we'll move on <laughs> to, to the <laughs> Sunday night games. I think I think is is the only advice I can offer. Um, Sunday night game and the last of the London trifecta. I, I initially wanted to bet the Jacksonville Jaguars when I saw the line because it looked like they were a home dog who were ready to just get a you know just ready to come off the canvas after after a couple of really really bad losses in the last two weeks um but this game is in fact in london although undefeated in london is sir blake bortles uh, <laughs> who who has been knighted as we all yeah, know <laughs> yeah um philadelphia is laying three technically as a road team but not really in london uh can you uh, what side do you like on this one bill I feel, yeah. I mean, looking at it, you want to pull Jacksonville. I think I got to go Philly here, though, because I do think they're a better team. Um, and if you These are two teams that should be better than they are. Oh, that's yeah, true. Absolutely. Uh, you're talking a neutral field. I'm just going to take the better team. Uh, Philly's probably the call here. Let me read to you the numbers. Eight touchdowns, one interception. Jags averaging 36 points per game in Blake Bortles' three trips to London. Sir Blake Bortles, man. <laughs> if London Blake... Well, here's the thing. If London Blake Bortles is available, the Jaguars are pretty much going to win every time he's available. Mm -hmm. Like, because if he plays well, they're yes. really, really hard to beat. They are really hard to beat. Um... But Jacksonville was was putting up probably stronger numbers last year. And then oh, of course, the defense was better. It, it's hard to play defense last as as well as they played defense last year. It's hard to do that two years in a row. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. When was the last time Bortles put up thirty six? Probably the last time they played in London. <laughs> yeah. Like, are we just betting you know, on that? Uh, I, I I know. I'm the I'm not going to bet against on this. the. 
the Steelers was the last time they scored a shitload of oh, points, yes. I believe. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was great that day. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with this go. I don't want anything to do with this. The, the Jacksonville, I mean, it's insane to me. If you look at Jacksonville, how quickly a Super Bowl window can potentially close on you, right? It's not that crazy because the Super Bowl window is being propped yeah. open by hopefully Blake Bortles can play consistently. Yeah. And it turns out that is not a stable foundation. No, it's it's true. And we and you and I were saying at the beginning of the year, I believe on the on the over unders pod that boy they should have traded for Teddy Bridgewater. And or signed him. He was a free agent. Him. They and needed it. They, they they wouldn't know it and traded for Cody Kessler. Why would you trade for yeah. Cody Kessler and just give money to Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, and he was just, uh, yeah, and Bortles was benched last game, and we're getting some. Here's my theory on why they did that, and this this give his head a shake. Not, here's my theory on why they not benched him, but here's why they didn't get a guy like Bridgewater or whoever is, and and this is not to defend Coughlin. This is an indictment of of Coughlin's decision making. They did that because they didn't want the media and the fans thinking, oh yeah, we should go to somebody else whenever Blake Bortles struggles. Yeah. And if it's Cody Kessler, no one's saying that. If it's Teddy Bridgewater, they would be. And yeah. and like I, I I just think that's probably what happened. And that doesn't defend it because I think that you were again putting your Super Bowl hopes on the on a remarkably inconsistent quarterback. And I don't care if you drafted him third overall and gave him all sorts of money. You're putting the hopes of a Super Bowl caliber defense with a fantastic offensive line and a great run game on Blake Bortles, and this is what happens. He was terrible against the Texans. Awful. There really was a, there was a, even a Terrible few like Kansas City too. there was an, even a few like uh, should the Jacksonville trade for Eli Manning talk this week. That's how that's how bad things that would got be in Jacksonville. I, and Eli hasn't been good. Like, but if you yeah. put Eli behind that Jacksonville offensive line, yeah, like I, I like Eli has got some good skill position guys. Obviously, in fact, I think he's got an embarrassment of riches there. But the offensive line's been terrible. I think if you just like let Eli Manning just not make mistakes and diagnose schemes the line of scrimmage you're gonna be better off than this but i don't think that's a conceivable option here yeah next up tough one. this is a tough one you guys baltimore is heading to carolina actually before we move on philadelphia you you just you supremely disappointed me last week man just supremely i got the panthers under you can't go pulling shit like that on me that's ridiculous shame shame on you eagles um which leads us into this game baltimore heading to carolina Baltimore laying two on the road against Carolina. This is a tough one, you guys. Where do you stand on this one, Billy? I think I think I got to go with Carolina here. Um, they haven't been bad enough for me not to want to take them at home with a couple points to boot. Um, Baltimore hasn't been overwhelmingly good. They've been good, strong team. But I think Carolina can keep this one pretty close, so I'll take the extra two. I love the Panthers. Yeah, I think I think you look. The at Panthers the, are. I'll yeah, tell you right now, the Panthers are going to be one of my five. I love like I think the Panthers are just as good as Baltimore, and you're getting like this line should be Carolina minus three. I feel like I'm getting a free five points here. Yeah, I I, I think so. But uh, man, the the DVOA on on Baltimore, that defense. Oh yeah, they're is, they're they're, they're fourth. Is, yeah, this team is good, and nobody's really talking about it because Joe Flacco is still the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, right? right? Baltimore is fourth in DVOA. Carolina's yeah. sitting in nine. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. This, like, this is know, a good game. This is a very know, good football this, game. This, I think this be. is my favorite game at one o'clock slate. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a, it, this is a good one. Uh, oh, I like the Panthers. I, I, I think the Panthers are good. And Baltimore, this like I, I understand this is going to happen to a lot of teams against the Saints, but their defense looked like it, there was it was not, not quite the level we've seen it at the rest of the season. Again, the Saints have more ways to beat you than almost anybody, but still. Yeah. 
All right. So we like the Carolina Panthers. Um, next up, this line has moved. I liked it a little bit earlier in this week. The New York Jets are heading to Chicago to take on the Bears. I bet this line when it was Bears minus seven, but it is sitting at Bears minus seven and a half right now, and that is a huge half-point hook for me. Yeah. Um, I still think that the Bears come out and, and win this game because I don't think a couple of disappointing losses back-to-back. Probably should have beat the Patriots, or at least covered that plus seven that they were getting at home, and or that plus sorry that plus three that they were getting at home, and then just didn't. Um, that, by the way, went down to Patriots minus one when the Gronkowski news became official. Yes, right. I Which I thought was interesting. Sunday morning, yeah. A lot of people yeah. were running to, to, to bet that one, and came up. It was funny. Mitch Trubisky. If you watch that game, Mitch Trubisky overthrew everybody. Overthrew everybody the entire game and then somehow underthrew the Hail Mary. What a what a <laughs> guy! Right. What a guy! Well, I mean, uh, and th- this is a comparison that Bill Barnwell made in his uh, in his column this week. Mitch Trubisky is a draft a highly drafted quarterback with questionable big game experience upon being highly drafted. He's got a lot of weapons around him, an excellent defense, and seems to be the only thing holding his team back from incredible success. Does that sound like anybody else? You know? Yeah. And here's the weird thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, the, the Blake Bortles comparisons are pretty eerie, I would say. Yeah, and and like the weird thing is people keep saying, oh, give Mitch a chance, give Mitch a chance. I don't know. That That's so weird to me. I, and I don't know. Maybe I take it a little bit personally, having people tear down Matt Stafford, you know, as as, as my guy and just saying and, – and come up, coming up with all the, like, you know, obscure stats that you need to – to prove that he's really not a good quarterback or whatever, and he does it all in the last two minutes, and it's not sustainable, and he's just a quote-unquote lucky quarterback. And then, you know, I hear them say, you know, people say stuff like, ah, oh, just give Mitch another chance. He'll come around and stuff like that. And it's just, I don't know. That that shit irritates the hell out of me. I, and it was weird because I can't remember who it was, but someone tweeted that it might have been Burnwell, although I don't want to necessarily give him credit for this or say put it on him. But someone tweeted something along the lines of, uh, in that Patriots game, that Mitch Trubisky had one of the worst had one of the best leg games a quarterback has ever had and one of the worst arm games a quarterback has ever had, which is, I don't know. I guess that sums up. He was really bad. Yeah. He, he's an, he was missing people all over the, he was missing people all over the place. Like it was, it was not good. Like that's like the bear should have won that game. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. And I say the bear should have won that game, but that's not on Trubisky. If you give the Patriots 14 points on special teams, teams, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a real problem. Yep. But that the, the Bears probably should have won that football game. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, I like if you can still find the seven, bet Chicago minus the seven. If you can, if you can't, uh, I'll bet this gets back down to seven at game time though. Yeah, it might. Yeah, that might. I, I have yeah. a hard time trusting Trubisky with with more with a touchdown. Even, even I, just, I just think I just yeah. think this is just a, a Chicago defense game. I think they just I think Trubisky game Here, manages it. And I think I, I agree that score. Chicago's defense is really good on Sunday. I think it was pretty apparent that whatever is going on with Khalil Mack is a real problem. Like, we'll see if it's still a problem this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. But against the Patriots, it was. Yeah. But, like, the Patriots also, like, they do that thing where we're going to take away your best options. And their best thing is, yeah. okay, on defense, we're going to take away uh, Khalil Mack. And on offense, we're going to say we're going to get rid of Tariq Cohen. And uh, go ahead there, Mitch Trubisky beat us. And he couldn't do it. He sailed the passes 10 <laughs> feet over guys' heads all day. Uh, anything to add on that one, Bill? No, not, I'm not particularly excited with either line here. So, like you said, it is a big half point. So probably at seven even, maybe you take Chicago. But at uh, seven and a half, you got to switch it up. Yeah. Tampa Bay heading to Cincinnati 
Cincinnati coming off yet another primetime loss. They do not like the primetime games, and this game is firmly in the Vegas zone. Cincinnati minus four and a half at home against Tampa Bay. What say you, Will? I like Cincinnati here. Um, I don't think Tampa Bay is that good. I think Tampa Bay's got a decent offense, but Cincinnati's got a good enough defense to combat them. I think if you get the Andy Dalton we've seen every day that wasn't primetime this year, I think you'll be fine here. Do you remember that level in Zelda linked to the past where there's the nice looking girl and you take her around the castle eventually if the lights come on or whatever it is she turns into a monster (laughs) Andy Dalton is that video game girl (laughs) turn on the lights (laughs) he's a two face a horrifying monster emerges So he's a two face he also was bad now that's like the entire Bengals roster was bad I'm not kidding I think that was a team effort of suck against the, the yes. Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs might have, you know, might have done their Chiefs stuff that coaxed them into that team effort of suck. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the Bengals here. I think they'll score points against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's defense is bad, and I think that, uh, and I know it's early. I, I typically don't say this until week, like, 14, 15, 16. Uh, I, I think there's, like, I, I just think that this is a, a Tampa Bay team that I'm not sure how much how much juice is there and mm-hmm. how much they really care about their coach and all that stuff. So uh, I, I, I just don't trust that roster at all. I think and, it's a bad team. Yeah, and Dirk Cotter. I know they're coming off win, but I don't care. Dirk Cotter got away with one too there, right, with all the weird decisions. So many yeah. weird decisions were made in that. Although, like, I can't believe I didn't say it on the podcast last week. that We knew that Tampa Bay, because that Tampa Bay-Browns game, was Something stupid was going to decide we, that. We, just, we knew that game was going to go into overtime, right? Like, yeah. like you should have just taken the points because you knew it was going to go into overtime, and and it did, and all the all the weird crap that happened, and it's just, oh, God. <laughs> Hugh Jackson friggin' blaming uh, Todd Haley for his play calls and stuff after. God, what a mess. What an absolute mess. Um, Next 1 o'clock slate. The Seattle Seahawks come into Detroit to take on my beloved Detroit Lions, who have scratched and clawed their way back to 3-3. Three and three. Detroit getting the home point bump. They are minus 3 at home. I like my Lions. I do, too. I think I like my Lions. I think they're the better team. Seattle coming off the bye is the only thing I'd be worried about. Mm-hmm. But I think they're the better team, too. And you know what I really like about the Lions is I thought that the addition of... Uh, of Damon Snacks Harrison today was a yeah. nice, really nice pickup. That, that was, was a, a weak trades. point. That yeah. mm-hmm. uh, was a, a weak point on the roster for Detroit, and they've they've addressed that for the low, low price of a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's uh, that was a good one. That was a, a really nice trade for Detroit. It's so good for them. Yeah, I I, I I thought that was a good one. Um, yeah, I just think the Lions. We have a running game now. Yes. We have Matt Stafford, who has an embarrassment of riches at the wide receiver core. I have a question about that after you finish your thought here. Okay. And and we just – Seattle is – I mean, they, they, they're the Seahawks. They're, they've they got the, the, the veteran experience that I guess the Detroit Lions don't have or, or just the, like, the, the gumption that I, you could say the Detroit Lions don't have. But when you really look at their roster, it's, it's, it's especially on the offensive end, it's Russell Wilson and not a whole lot else, right? It's Russell Wilson and some dudes. Yeah. Yep. And the defense is essentially KJ Wright and some dudes now. Like there's, there's a few other people, but like you know Frank Clark and whatnot. But yeah, and Michael uh, Pettit wearing those kicker shoulder pads. I don't know. That's really... but he's playing for the Eagles, so <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's 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 okay. It just shows how much turnover there's been with this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I uh, I think the Lions are better. Yeah, I think that the Lions are better. 
Uh, I think the Lions are a better team, and and I think Seattle hasn't been great. I do feel like this is going to be one of those games, though, where it's going to come down. It's going to be the fourth quarter. There's going to be five minutes left, and you're going to be thinking, man, I really wish I had those three points. Um, I I think I take Detroit here, but those three points are tempting because I think this will be close. All right. Uh, what, what did you have to say about the Lions? Where you, you, you mentioned some woes there, Craig. No, no not woes. Yeah. Uh, I've got a question about the receiver situation with the Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golden Tate's free agent at the end of the season. Ooh, yeah. The Lions have Marvin Jones on their team, and they have Kenny Galladay on their team. Mm-hmm. Golden Tate is probably going to cost, what, $15 million bucks to retain? Yeah. I, I, yeah. If you're the Lions, you can't do that, right? Right. Because you have Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, you can't spend $15 million bucks I on Golden Tate. I think so, yeah. And they've showed a propensity that they can find – these they can find yeah. these guys right like i mean i mean golden yep. tate was a great signing at the time but i i just don't think that someone's gonna they got a lot him. of value yeah yeah they got a lot of value on tate but like if you if, if he gets a sammy watkins deal yeah which i don't know if he will but he might mm-hmm. that yeah i don't the lions can't afford to match that no. and, and nor, nor should they kenny galladay is I, I think has the the skill level to be a number one receiver in the nfl i think he's really good and it seems like the tight ends are coming around too, and yeah, I just yep. I just don't I don't think shoveling money at a at a wide receiver as much as I love Golden Tate and he has been a delight to watch as a Detroit. Oh, I mean, it's really fun to have a guy like Golden Tate on your team, right? Uh, yeah, like as much as I as much as I would hate to to see him go, I I, I think it's just the smart yeah. move franchise move going forward to yeah, to it's, it's hard to justify keeping him for those dollars. So, all right, next up, Craig, yo boys, <clears throat> oh excuse me, Denver. The Broncos heading to Kansas City. Kansas City laying ten at home. Uh, give me the Broncos. Give me the ten. I just, I, just yep. I, I want the ten all day. Yeah, all day with the ten. Uh, what say you, Bill? Ten's uh, way too many for. I mean, I, yeah. Kansas City's been fantastic. Denver has been unimpressive and uninspiring, but ten is just too many. Uh, division game. There's no reason to think they can't keep this one reasonably close within seven. Craig, well, your boys. I've got some concerns. <laughs> okay. um, no, I, I think that you know it's a, it's a it's a it's a division game, and Kansas City played Denver well the last time these two teams got together. That game was in Denver. However, I will note that other than that game against Denver and the loss against New England, if you had Chiefs minus ten, you would have covered every other Chiefs game this season. Mm-hmm. Their point totals from the last few weeks: 45, 40, 30. 27, 38, 42, 38. Let's just say it's 38. Are the Broncos getting the 28? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if Kansas City's scoring 38, uh, but I'm just saying it, they might. Like, you know, if, if they, they keep on putting up big numbers. Do you think they're going to play the same high-flying football against a Denver defense that they would against, you know, someone else? They put up 30 against Jacksonville. True. Yeah. Can Jacksonville get after the quarterback that well, though? Yes. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, I, I just, I think that the ten points is just too much. Denver getting a little extra it's a, rest it, on the it, Thursday Ten points game, in a right? division game is quite a bit. Ten yeah. points in a division game is quite a bit. Yeah, and Denver coming Denver in with here. ten days west too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I understand why. Like, I'm not gonna bet on this game, obviously. Yeah. But I understand why you would. Uh, and and other why, why why someone would look at this and yeah. say that Denver is 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 the bet here. Yeah, and and other things gambling adages, the public getting all of the money, like just Denver or Kansas City is getting all of the money right now. So there, there's another yes. reason to take the Broncos. Um, Broncos getting ten days rest, having 
played the Thursday game. Actually, more like getting uh, two weeks rest because they played the Cardinals last week, right? So they're they're well. Yeah, they rested. they got to take the fourth quarter off. Yeah, they're and well Kansas rested. City played yeah. Kansas City played a Sunday night game this past week. Yeah, so, so a little bit less rest. A little bit less rest. Um, they got flexed in, by the way. Um, Speaking of flexing, did they did flex again the, this week? Did they not? No, they, they did not. They flexed again for a couple weeks from now. But here's here's the bizarre thing about, and, and I guess people really are are enjoying the Baker Mayfield experience. Uh, but the Denver Cleveland game in a couple of weeks got flexed into the night spot. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I guess yeah. So Saturday. Oh, sorry. That, Saturday, of... <laughs> sorry, flexing the Saturday nights, but still. Oh, interesting. In, fa- in yeah. favor of like, what did the, what did what got flexed out? Uh, I think it was the Jets in Houston. Ah, okay, so. that's the right. Move. Sorry, that, it was a Saturday game, not the Sunday game, but still, still that's the right move though. That that yeah. is the right move. Um, yeah, I, I like Denver for all the reasons we have discussed. It's just it's it's a good spot to to to, to take Denver, I think. And their their defense seems like they're. Oh yeah, they're playing weird they're Chad Kelly stuff aside. Oh, that was bizarre. That was incredibly bizarre. Well, let's point. just like I'm gonna quickly tell the story. The Bro- the Broncos back a quarterback Chad Kelly, who on this podcast I said, oh maybe he should be playing instead of Case Keenum. Which mm-hmm. yeah, uh, apparently this week uh, went to the Broncos <laughs> Halloween party. There was some sort of issue. Von Miller throws a Halloween party every year for mm-hmm. not just the Broncos but other professional athletes in Denver. Yeah, so on they always forth. Instagram them in charity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all over charity. the internet. It's fun. Yeah. Chad Kelly went to this party, had a little bit too much to drink or some or some sort of substance he had too much of, attempted to fight Von Miller, mm-hmm. left the party. Which why would you do that? Just stop right that, there. That, yeah, yeah. Like that, right? at, at that point, you're probably you're probably still cut before For any of this other stuff. Several happened. reasons because yeah. Von Miller will fuck you up. There's no way he <laughs> made a worse decision that night than trying to fight Von Miller. Yeah. You would think so, but yeah, let me tell right? you the rest of. Uh, according to. Denver police. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, he appeared at a home of a, of a woman, and uh, her child was also there. Uh, he was uh, the, this woman apparently allegedly called the police while there was a man standing outside of her home. When police arrived, the man was inside the home. There was some sort of altercation, and he was arrested for trespassing. And it's apparently uh, like there's there's varying degrees of trespassing charges in Colorado. This is the most serious one. So not good, not good. And he's on waivers right now. I would be floored if any team claimed him, but here we are. Yeah. Madness. Well, All right. side, we make the longest yard. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> well played, Bill. Uh, <laughs> Alright, moving on. Two games left in the 1 o'clock slate. The Washington Redacteds are heading to New York to take on the Giants. Washington laying one on the road. Um, the Giants made a couple of trades. We mentioned Snacks Harrison is now Detroit Lion. They also moved Eli Apple to the New Orleans Saints. I love that trade for New Orleans. Me too. Um, they should trade Janoris Jenkins this week. I, ho- I think they will. Yeah, it seems like that's what they're doing. Um, to me, if your name isn't Beckham or yeah. Barkley, I don't think they should have any attachment to keeping you. Agreed. Um, <laughs> this game, Washington minus one on the road. Now, the Washingtons have been very good to us so far this year. Yes, they have. Very good so far, U.S. They've guess. been very good to themselves, and yeah. other than the New Orleans game during which they were horrible, they've yeah. been quite good this season. I, I just, I don't think this is this is this is such a a weird trap game. The gambling adage just said, say you're supposed to bet the Giants, but there's too much weirdness around the Giants right now, having just traded a couple of players and and look like they're they're packing it in for the season. So I I just have this as a complete stay away. What do you think, Bill? 
you know what? Other than, like Craig said, that game against New Orleans, Washington has been a capable team. Uh, the Giants have not been. The Giants have been bad. Every time they get in third and longer than four, something terrible happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you got to go with Washington here. Like The Giants have been a straight-up bad team, and Washington hasn't. Uh, I I think Washington's gonna be one of my five. Okay. I I just I'm I'm just. I understand why you don't trust them. Yeah. But they're just like Washington's why is, also. A why team... is this line one? Like this, they're just yeah. much better than the Giants are. They're much better than the Giants are. Washington's also a team that'll they'll get you is the thing, Craig. Like you'll you'll be trusting them. They'll they'll do you right for a couple weeks, and then you look at this line and you say stuff like that, Craig, where you're like, why is it only minus one on the road? They should be giving three, and then they just. <laughs> All of a sudden, the Giants are up like yeah. 20, 28 to three in the third. Yeah, it's like fair. Odell Beckham loose again, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's one of those situations where uh, okay, it's a give to Barkley and he yeah. gets hit twice behind the line of scrimmage, but goes for seventy anyway, exactly, and bounces yeah. out anyway. And it's, yeah. like he, it's like Barkley wrapped up behind the line. It'll be no, he's loose and he's gone. He's into the secondary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like yeah. Just... Uh, how did this happen? Yeah, yeah. Right? I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Here, the the thing is, and, and you know what, the Giants are going to do that at some point this season yeah. to somebody they're gonna they're gonna have some random game where barkley and beckham both make multiple plays yeah and they're gonna put up 35 points for no reason um but i i think yeah, it's it's like bet them if bet them bet bet them if you want to i think i think i think i just think i don't i don't think this is the week i think this is just yeah. a weird week for the giants like just take yeah. advantage of the I fact just, that they're losing guys i'm just gonna say i have a red flag up for this one as well that's fair um last game of the one o'clock slate the cleveland browns and the fighting hughes are heading to pittsburgh pittsburgh minus eight um I cannot wait to bet the over on Cleveland's win total. I don't even. I, I don't even know. I don't care what it is. Like I'll bet it blind. <laughs> so, so long as Hugh Jackson is fired. Yeah. Jeez, it's so bad. And that was the thing. You and I had that conversation at the beginning of the year on the over unders pod because it was only five, and we looked at all the talent on that roster, and we said they have got to win over five games. And then all I I'd like. All I could say to you was just, I'm not betting money on Hugh Jackson. And like, yeah. imagine if. We well, you had asked that me this week, right like, now. you didn't wind up placing that Browns bet, did you? I said, no, you talked me out of it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like, imagine how stressful that would have been for you with, with all oh, these overtime all games. All these right? overtime games, and every week I'm like, oh, the Browns are finally going to get one of those five wins that I need, and yeah. then they never do. <laughs> God, it's so bad. And Week Jackson, one, they tie. Like, yeah. oh, God, it would have been disgusting. Hugh Jackson. Because ties are not helpful for over-under wins totals. No. Ties and losses are the same. Yeah. Um, God, uh, Hugh Jackson, his three wins in two and a half years. Did you know they're, they're all by exactly three points? And they've all come on. Two of them are overtime field goals. And the first one he had was the Chargers, which was a field goal in a tie game as time expired. So yeah, That's right. Oh my God! Pittsburgh minus eight. These two teams tied earlier in the year in Cleveland in Week One, I believe it was. That's um, right. Are you willing to lay eight with Pittsburgh, Bill? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. What, that's well Steelers, put. Steelers, yeah. Steelers off a bye, like yeah. home Roethlisberger. Nah, forget it. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna score thirty five points easy. Yeah, I just stay away from me though. I don't want to I don't want to lay eight with Pittsburgh. I, that's that's just me though. No, oh, I like but I, another division game. They can try, usually keep it a little bit closer. You got to be prepared for these. Yeah. Uh, I think Cleveland can keep it within a reasonable total. I bet you Cleveland scores twenty five points, and maybe Pittsburgh can get a high total, but they they can afford thirty three at that point. Pittsburgh uh, Cleveland's defense second in DVOA. 
if, if Cleveland gets it into overtime, you're going to want those eight points. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good point. That's oh, a very good point. God. Uh, here's what I will say though. Like this is obviously a frustrating season for, for the Browns. Reasonable to say that it appears that Baker Mayfield is very least a decent NFL quarterback, right? Seems that way. Yeah. I have yeah. Like, que- like last week, like the Tampa Bay game was his by far his worst performance as a professional. Yeah, he wasn't good, but he, but he made some plays in that game. He made a yeah. few plays on third down, and you're like, okay, he kept some drives alive. Like I, I, I liked what I saw from Baker Mayfield. Yeah. His bad play in that Tampa Bay game, I'm going to chalk it up to nobody was playing intelligently in that game, so I think he got kind of dragged into the undertow yeah. of that, and also he's still a rookie. So Yeah, and I'm, I'm right. looking like maybe the Browns will hire a smart coach this, like, you know, one can famous last words. Way out famous last words. Mediocre one ought to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe the Browns can hire like a middle – maybe the Browns can hire Jeff – Jeff Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, I was just thinking that exact same thing. Like, if you're the Browns, you would love 8-8 eight eight right now. 8-8 <laughs> right, eight eight sounds pretty good. Hey, do you guys know that sometimes Jeff Fisher finishes 9-7? and seven? Yeah, it's true. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, I'm getting, wo- I'm getting woozy. Um, What's the Scott uh, Hansen game, Craig? Oh, God. Bears and Jets. Bears, Jets? Yeah. Like, I under- oh, Tariq Cohen doing stuff. Uh, uh, no, sorry. Yeah. No, like, I, I don't want to watch Mitch Trubisky overthrow guys by six yards <laughs> or underthrow Hail Marys or whatever it happens to be. No, thank you. God, so bad. All right, so Scott Hansen, do not show Jets Bears. Yeah. Um, all right, four o'clock games. Um, Indianapolis heads to Oakland, and Indianapolis is laying three on the road. Oakland, who we mentioned, just traded Amari Cooper. You're supposed to bet Oakland here. Yep. Let me tell you this. You're supposed to bet Oakland here, but and I think you should, but here's my caveat to it. I think if you wait till Sunday morning, you can get this line at, at minus at plus four. I'll bet if you wait, this line goes down. Because there's not a lot of action money wise on this game right now from either the Sharps or the public. So I'll bet to get some action on it in the morning they move it to minus three and a half, minus four. So I, I if you want to bet Oakland, I encourage everybody to wait is is Matt Pierce's personal advice. Uh, that's fair. Uh, I will say this about this game: that if it was in Indianapolis and at 1 p.m., this would definitely be the Scott Hansen game. Yeah. Um, four o'clock games, man. Ooh, we. It's 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 a bad slate. There's there's yeah. one that should be fun, but the the yeah. other two or the other Hopefully two are not. That's like the uh, the America's game of the week or whatever on Fox. I assume yes. it will be, but oh yeah, I one, yeah, it, yeah. It, it clearly will be. One can um, Yeah. So. But CBS will have one of CBS will have one of Colts. CBS will have Colts 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 Raiders. That's what CBS is. Yeah. Um, So bad. Yeah. That's uh, and you know who I feel bad for is the people who live in the Indianapolis and Oakland television markets that don't have Sunday Ticket or Red Zone or whatever (laughs) it happens to be because they're like they're going to be like sitting there and the the other games are going to be blacked out and they're going to be thinking oh man Rams and Packers sounds really cool right now. Aaron Rodgers is just rolled back for and throws a 70-yard Hail Mary, followed yeah. by a Todd Gurley triple reverse for a touchdown. <laughs> oh, God. Colts Raiders, anything to add, Bill? Uh, no. No, yeah. bad teams, no, not fun. Yeah. Won't be back. Wouldn't watch it. Yeah, got to bet Oakland here in this one, though. If, if, if you're, like, you just, you, yeah, you got to do it. The home team getting points, you just, you just yeah. hold your nose and you take the Oakland Raiders. But like I said, wait till Sunday morning because I'll bet you can get at least an extra half point. Um, next up, I don't think we have to spend too much game on, uh, too much on this one. The Niners are heading to Arizona. Arizona getting a little extra day's rest, um, especially after they took the Thursday night game off. Um, 
This was uh, Arizona minus one earlier in the week, and it has found its way to a pick'em. Uh, I've still got cards minus one. You still got cards minus one. I'm st- I'm staring yeah. at a pick'em right now. Let me do. A Didn't these two teams play two weeks ago? Like what? <laughs> like, oh, well, why, why, why do they put Cardinals and 49ers in the schedule four times this season? Is it supposed to be two? Um, yeah, I'm still I'm still staring at a pick on on. on the yeah, I, I, I'm sure you can find both depending on where you're where yeah. you're betting. It's. Yeah, I don't. Here's, here, I've got a suggestion about this game, though. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the line is. Don't bet on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't bet on it. Uh, moving on. Um, easily the best game of the 4 o'clock slate, despite the massively high line. The Green Bay Packers are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. The Rams laying minus nine and a half. Packers. Oh, my Lord, bet the Packers. Bill, what, what do you have to add to that? Hey, you can't give... Yeah, I mean, nine is just nine and a half. Get, getting Wait. nine and a half with Aaron Rodgers is your yeah. quarterback? That's like, ridiculous. That, Why is that allowed? The last time Rodgers lost by nine and a half. Even, 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 even if the Rams, which this is the smart way to play, even if the Rams do the thing that we talked about the the, the other week, uh, Craig, when I can't remember who they played, but they had a high line against those guys, and they just went into nickel. And the Rams were like, all right, if you're going to go into nickel, we're just going to run the ball and control the entire game. We're not going to score a shitload of points, but we're still going to win this game because we're going to control the ball for 45 minutes, right? If, if the Rams are playing that style and chewing that up against Green Bay Packers, you love that if you have the plus nine and a half because they're not going to they're not going to cover the nine and a half playing that. They'll win the game and win it By easily. Six and, or nine or, or yeah. Yeah, but with the nine and a half, like, like, like for the love of God, Green, Green Bay, and we're never going to get Aaron Rodgers. Even though Green Bay's not a good team, they still have the best quarterback on planet Earth, and you're getting nine and a half with the best quarterback on planet Earth who could easily get a backdoor cover in this game. So, yeah. And might let's not, not talk too much about backdoor covers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we kind of glossed over that with the Giants. Yeah, you let's go ahead talk and, about you it. You want to go ahead and tell that story? You know, the, 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 the first step, the first step, the first step is talking about it. Yeah. Uh, my bro- my brother-in-law, Neil, and I decided to put a relatively decent amount of money Neil, down. Neil, who, on... who is doing our friend of the show picks this week, to, in a, in a, I'm giving him an opportunity to bounce back from this horrible, horrible defeat that was, was suffered, right? He and I decided, okay, let's let's play some bets in the morning. And uh, he had already won a Proline ticket, by the way, earlier in the week before this happened. So it feel worse for me than for him. <laughs> uh so right before the kickoff at one o'clock, we saw that the Patriots Bears line went down to minus one. So I said, "Well, let's just bet the Patriots are winning this game," which they did, and we bet the Lions. Both not only did we win both of those bets, but other than that brief concern about that hail mary with the Chicago game, there was never a time where I thought that I may not win both of those bets in the one o'clock slate. All I needed was Atlanta to win by three and a half points on Monday night, and I'd have my three-team parlay come in. And it would be a pretty nice chunk of change coming into my pocket. The Falcons are up by at least seven most of the night. Everything's going fine. Not they have all even one iota. Yeah. They have third and one, or second and one. Excuse me, second and one. Clock running, barely over two minutes left in the game, and there's a false start. The Falcons don't wind up getting the first down. They kick a field goal. They kick a fifty high 50s-yard field goal. Which they is, get the field goal. If you're goal gambling, up. it's actually bad for you, though, that they made that field goal, Craig, because it means that they're not going to They don't to care about – yes. Yeah, they're not going to care I, on defense, right? Yeah. 
Yes, I my thought process that was was that as well when they made the kick. I was like, this may not be good news. Like, uh, at the very least, my thought process, however, was even if they come down and score, they're going to have to hit the two, otherwise, I'm fine. Or they'd come down and kick a field goal at the beginning of that after the shepherd big reception, like they should have, and I would be fine. That is not what happened. Instead, with my Falcons minus three and a half bet, the Giants scored with the clock ticking. They had already run two plays from the one-yard line and not scored before Odell Beckham made a very nice catch. Saquon Barkley strolls into the end zone for the two-point conversion with but seconds remaining in the game, and the Falcons win by three as opposed to four or more. It was uh, one of the worst gambling losses I've ever yeah. had. It was it was bad. That's, it was a yeah. bad, bad cover. That's an all-timer. There was apparently an all-timer in basketball this weekend too, Craig, because I think uh, uh, the Lakers had some weird game where they were down six points with like 30 seconds left and managed to pull off a tie. And then in overtime, we're up by six points with 30 seconds left and somehow lost the game. So... <laughs> So there was that, but the Giants won. The Giants won. That's an all-timer, right? Like in poker terms, that was like a one-outer. Or actually, no, I'd say that was more like a runner-runner type of thing. And bad beat poker stories are, are horrible because they're all the same. But uh, yeah, that that Giants one was an all-timer because just so much abysmal play calling from like there had to be there. If there the Falcons was, didn't yeah. fall start, they easily get that first down. They run the yeah. clock out, and the game's over. Yeah, the fall. There's start. no 59 yard field goal. The game yeah. just ends. The Giants had no timeouts. The abysmal play calling by the Giants yeah. too that somehow resulted in a touchdown. And like the Odell Beckham touchdown too. That's another reason why I quit playing fantasy football, right? Because that stuff counts as if the game still like that. That Odell Beckham. If you're a fantasy football player, you get all of that as if those were real points, right? And oh god, like and it's just. So bad to watch. That that stuff annoyed the crap out of me. Uh, since you ranted, I, I would just like to go ahead and say... Uh, 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 I, I would like to award my atrocious kicker of the week. I haven't done this in a while, but I, I'm going to go ahead and award my atrocious kicker of the week to uh, a guy who I never thought would get this, but uh, Justin Tucker, welcome to the ranks of, of, mm-hmm. of, of, of atrocious kicker of the week, buddy. And, and you, who have been the best kicker of the past five years easily... But I still hate you because you kick field goals and dance around like you're an actual NFL football player, but you're not. You're a fucking kicker, and then you miss that extra point. And I think he's still staring at the uprights, you guys, thinking that they like they got moved on him somehow. And then the one time you miss a field goal, you cost me money. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that, bud. Just Wait. dance, dance your Oh, because you had you had Ravens. I had minus the Ravens two in that game. Yeah. Yeah. So you needed overtime, obviously. To, okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, Justin yeah. Tucker's career uh, percentage on uh, extra points, by the way, ninety nine point six. Yeah. Because he, he that was the first one he's missed. That's the first one he's ever missed. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. Here's what I'll say about Justin Tucker yeah. is you just answer me these questions with yes or no. Yeah. Does Justin Tucker have a job? Has a job that pays him millions of dollars a year? Yeah. Is he the best person in the world at his job by a pretty significant margin? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you have, if you can say yes to both those things, like yeah. you know, I just, I just don't you, like the you, dancing, you can have a good yeah. time. I just don't yeah. like the dancing. I don't like the doing the floss and the Dougie and all that stuff. You're a fucking kicker. Knock it off. Like I, I didn't stand for it when at least he puts points on the boards. Uh, well, I, I was gonna I say Martin Gramatic is doing it. I understand why it's frustrating. Oh, he well, what am I third kick? <laughs> but when Justin favorite... Tucker, who never does it, well, yeah. Well, one of my favorite. 
moments in the history of football, and I don't normally cheer for energy, uh, in, injuries, say for this one time, but when Martin Gramatica tore his ACL doing a after kicking like an extra point or a 30-yard field goal and doing like a jump celebration, that was like I, I, I soaked that moment in real good when that happened because <laughs> that was glorious. Anyway, we're dancing around this absolute beauty of a Sunday nighter right now, Bill. Uh, yep. The New Orleans Saints. Head in Oof. to Minnesota to take on Oof. your boys. And this is a pick em, you guys. And I'm picking the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to be one yes. of my five. Preach. Say you, Bill. I, I like the Vikings here. I, I think New Orleans, they'll be able to move the ball because there's never a situation where they can't. Um, but they won't be able to do it at will like they have with a lot of teams they've seen thus far. Uh, and, and I think Minnesota, like every team we've seen thus far, We'll be able to move that ball on in New Orleans. They have two receivers that are absolutely, I mean, top of the league. Um, and the, even the, yeah, they're they're throwing 300 yards a game, and now they're going to one of the worst defenses in the league at home. Uh, Minnesota's going to score 40 points. And I don't know if they get to, the, I don't know if they get to 40, but it'll be a high number. Uh, Eli Apple being out of the Saints defense will help them because they were pretty weak at corner. You have a little less Ken Crawley action that way. And Ken Crawley has not been good this season. Um, But Apple, he's not going to be like, I mean, he'll play, but will he be at full tune for this game? I I question that just because of the lack of time with the team. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I like the Vikings too. Uh, Well, I, I, I'm going to have a hard time betting this. I, I'm very excited to watch this football game, obviously, because it's going to be one of the best games of the year, I think. I, I don't know how much I want to bet on it just because uh, there, there are scenarios in which Minnesota just has a really hard time stopping the Saints, like a really hard time stopping the Saints. I don't know if that's going to happen, but if Baltimore had a really hard time stopping the Saints on the road this past week, how how, how good at it is Minnesota going to be? We'll see. Here's Here's why you want Minnesota to win this game. This is a trap game for New Orleans. Because New Orleans gets New Orleans gets the Rams at home next week. Oh God, that's going to be so good. And that is a spot where the Rams could potentially lose one of the games. And if the Vikings win this game, you might be getting points at home with the New Orleans Saints. If the Vikings win this game, so as when was the last time someone got? Well, actually, people have probably got points in Superdome relatively recently, but yeah, yeah, that's a lot. During a couple of those years when uh, Sean Payton was not there, you know, or you know, they had a couple of eight and eight years because the defense is just too bad. Yeah, some of the Rob Ryan years, you might have seen like a New Orleans minus one or something, or New Orleans plus one or something against like Green Green Bay came to town or something like that. But if the fight, this this is a trap game for New Orleans, so I really like Minnesota here because I think this line should be Minnesota minus three to be honest with you. I think these two teams... Uh, I have a hard time with that. But, like, I understand the pick, but uh, I I just... In my I head, think Minnesota I think minus one or two is fine. I, 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 are, are, are the Saints and Vikings really the same? I think the Saints are probably the third best team in the NFL. I, yeah, I agree. It's just... Gambling-wise, we should all be rooting for Minnesota to win this game because then we'll get points with New Orleans. Like, yeah, New Orleans that's fair. Next week at home. And I'm going to... like. I'm betting against New Orleans, fully knowing that I am most likely going to take New Orleans at home to beat the uh, to to end the winning streak of the of the Los Angeles Rams next week. But uh, I like I like your boys here, Bill. I like Minnesota. They're definitely going to be one of my five. Good. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah. Uh, Vikings question before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, how many NFL general managers can call up the Vikings and say, all right? We've got a situation here. We've got to trade 
our best receiver, Rick Spielman. We want to trade you our best receiver for Adam Thielen. How many general managers does Rick Spielman say yes to? Uh, let's see. Um, Miami, no. Houston, yes. I think I would move Thielen for Hawkins. Yeah, I think that's probably a good one. That's Philly, one. no. Jacksonville, no. Carolina, no. Baltimore, no. Jets, no. Bears, no. Tampa, no. Cincinnati, no. I, I think I would yeah, I agree. Cincinnati, Thielen no. Over Green. Uh, Seattle, no. Detroit, no, but it's close. Uh, Denver, no. I don't think I would want Demarius Thomas over Adam Thielen. What say you on that no. one, Craig? You're closer to Thomas I, than me. Uh, I, I don't even think that I think that Sanders is the best receiver on the Broncos right now. Fair, fair. And uh, uh, I still say, uh, yeah. Sanders Kansas. might be the best quarterback on the Broncos right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well put. Kansas City, no. Washington, no. Giants, yes. Odell Beckham, so we're up to two. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, no. Pittsburgh, yes. Yes. So yeah. we're up to three. Colts, no. Raiders, no. Niners and. Cardinals, no. Green Bay, no. Rams, no. New Orleans, no. Um, I think that Michael Thomas is a conversation. He's in the conversation, uh, but I, uh, I, I, I just hang no. on Thielen in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, New England, I, no. I, Buffalo, no. And then the four by teams are Tennessee, no. Dallas, no. Uh, the Chargers, no. And who's the last by team? Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. Uh, yes. Yes. So that's what four teams that we said. That's four. That's four. Julio, four, and then you can argue a Julio Beckham, Hopkins, Brown, and you can argue about Michael Thomas. Yeah, and that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. I like it, and they throw to him so much. Like he's a fan. If you're in like one of them PPR leagues, he's got to be what? He's at 100 yards every game. Yeah. Oh, so good. And like they're talking about his like 100 yard record, uh, or like they're talking about him having a shot at Calvin Johnson's like consecutive 100 yard game record or something like that. Yep. Could happen. Could happen. Um, last game of the week, the New England Patriots head to Buffalo. Minus 14 on the road, you guys. Oh, God. Um, stay away. I'm not watching Monday Night Football this week. Yeah, no. Um, stay away from me. Oh, no. I'm, I'm taking the Bills. You, you're you're so, getting 14 points at home. I know. You're supposed to. But, okay, here's the thing. I was driving... To this this Sunday during the late effort of the one o'clock games, I was driving to Orangeville because I was meeting the guys from Movies Ruin My Life for something that I'm not going to spoil. Um, but uh, the Fan 590, you guys, runs the local Buffalo radio yeah. station. So I got to hear the fourth quarter of that game. So nobody ever questioned Matt Pierce's dedication to the game of football because I listened to the radio of Buffalo versus fucking who were they playing 37 to 5 Indianapolis Indianapolis so don't don't ever question Matt Pierce's love of the game of football and then I was listening to a lot of the post game and they had their you know usual like uh you know like so what's so the post game sound like when the when the team that you're broadcasting for scores five it was so and so with the bulldog right and buffalo radio right and 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 they were doing their talk and the two of them were just lamenting the fact that like it is so bad in buffalo right now that should you start Derek Anderson or Nathan Peterman is a legit conversation that the coaches have to have before this game. Like that is a legit. That's pretty bad. That is so bad. Like, um, I, like I will tell you this right now that whenever the Colin Kaepernick case goes to court and yeah. it will, this will be part of the plaintiff's <laughs> evidence. Yeah. Right. Like it's, so oh, you weren't in the NFL cause you weren't good enough. 
one of the teams had to decide between Nathan Peterman and Derek Anderson. Yeah, and like oh I and they, and they were obviously taking calls, and I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, yeah, Derek Anderson's been out of the out of the league for years, but I'm like, Derek Anderson in 2018 gives you a better chance to win because than Nathan Peterman because Nathan Peterman is not an NFL quarterback. Nathan Peterman should be Nathan Peterman in, in a bowling alley somewhere. Well, I'm sure there's other pursuits. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure other pursuits that I hope, or at least I hope he did. I hope he doesn't have a degree in communications. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, Phony major. (laughs) Yeah, but man, the fact that that, like, and they had callers calling in and going, like, we gotta play Peterman. We know that Derek Anderson can't reach us. At least there's like Nathan Peterman is young and at least has a scope. And I'm like, no! Like, what are you talking about here? Like. Here's, let me tell you why you talent. let me tell you why you play Peterman. A, uh, the first thing you should do this week if you're the Bills pick, yeah. is is start calling teams to see who wants LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Why why is he still on your roster? Just mm-hmm. just do it. Um, and the other reason you play Nathan Peterman is, is quite simply this: Justin Herbert is not coming out of Oregon, but he probably would have been the first overall pick. Yeah. But the other reason you play Nathan, Pe- like, what what what's the worst thing that happens that, to you? Yeah, Nick you Bosa? Sure. Yeah. Like, go get Nick Bosa. Whatever, yeah. that's fine. Like, you can't you can't you can't take a quarterback anyway because yeah. you draft the Josh, Josh Allen. Yeah. So go get Nick Bosa. Put him on your defense. Like, yeah, and, I don't want to move along. I don't want to hear any explanation for we're playing Nathan Peterman other than we're tanking this season and we need that first overall pick to get a yeah. better quarterback. We want to we want to make sure right well yeah. no it's not it won't be for a quarterback because you're you're committed to Allen at least your next season yeah so you're playing Nathan Peterman to make sure that you get Nick Bosa move along yeah this is so bad to me this minus 14 because I agree with you Craig you're supposed to take the plus 14 with Buffalo I just can't do it with those quarterbacks and you're supposed to ignore the gambling adages when the New England Patriots are involved which That's I didn't w- which I didn't do last week so just yeah. stay away from and me. there's but also the situation where Tom, yeah. like you know you're doing the thing where you know i figured the bills were due and tom brady's spinning the ball on his finger and... yeah oh god it's so bad <laughs> just take it <laughs> like what are you doing oh god um like it, honestly like buffalo would be better off if they cut a deal with the patriots and said okay tom brady's gonna be our quarterback as well <laughs> The only all Tom Brady's is, all-time quarterback. Yeah, all-time he offense. Has, yeah, he has to try. He has to try, but he throws left-handed when he, when he plays for Buffalo. <laughs> but he has to try. Like he can't just go back and be like, "Whoops, I fumbled." Right? Like he yeah, has no, to try. No. Like, like he, he has to give it. Like, an is Tom effort. Brady? Is Tom Brady playing left-handed better than Nathan? Like, probably. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Like, what what sort pass. of what sort of provisos can we put on Tom Brady to make him still better than Nathan Peterman? Like, is Tom Brady allowed to play wearing the giant boot from The Simpsons? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's just lining up. Like, all right. <laughs> like, he oh. likes UGG boots. He can just get a get a giant UGG boot for him. Um, Scathing. All right. Um, that's it for week eight. Let's do our picks. We're, we're running a little bit long. We've been having too much fun. Um, mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, friends of the show picks this week are being done by our good friend and your brother-in-law, Neil. Um, he's taken Detroit. He's taken Cincinnati. He's taken the Colts. He's taken his beloved Niners. And he's going to take New Orleans, Bill. So uh, feel free to take that a little bit personally. Uh, I absolutely Bill... do. He's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Needles holding on to first place, but we're not too far behind you. Who you got? All right. So I'm picking some winners this week. I'll go with Cleveland. Whoa. Yeah. 
Nah, I got it's fine. If it goes to overtime, you automatically win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless you get Thanks. the unless the field goal and pick six. That's the only way. You'll that's win. oh, I I honestly yeah. like that's, that's gonna, gonna happen, happen to somebody yeah. someday. Yeah, and that's that, gonna be a bad gambling loss. That that, that yeah, that might eclipse your you, what what yeah. just happened to you, Craig. That, like, because that's about as worse as it gets. What happened to you? But the, the when, like, yeah, when the you have a spread, than, when you have a spread a higher than six, yeah, and you go to overtime, overtime and not covering, yeah, yeah. That'll yeah, that'll be the day. Yeah, I never thought there's no reason why you can't have a field goal and a pick six. That'd be just... the worst too, because the guy who intercepts it should, by all rights, go down. Like there's no yeah. reason for that person to yeah. run it back, even if they're fully clear, right? It's just like, no, go down, you fool, and then he's just not gonna do it, right? Like... You gotta run it up. Yeah. Well, hey, that, twice yeah, you don't think that defensive back knows the spread? Oh. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of running it up, that was the other bad loss in, in the trifecta of horrible gambling losses, Craig. Um, remember the. So so there was the Lakers loss where it was like somehow they tied it up six. And then there was uh, the, the Giants fiasco, yep. the Giants. The other one was um, the Chiefs game. The Chiefs didn't want to run it up against. Uh, and that cost the over. And, and now Michael mentioned it. Yeah, they cost the over by two points, right? Them not going for it, which is dumb because what would have happened if they, they ran it? Oh, God. And like the whole thing of we don't want to kick a field goal, so we'll just go for it. Like I find that more patronizing than, than being like, oh, we don't want to run up the score, quite frankly. I don't know. That's just me personally. So that was the other hor- like the trifecta of. To me, the, the ultimate patronizing thing losses. is if you punt from like the five. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The straight up in the air. <laughs> Get the hang time. You can probably burn an extra five seconds. Oh, oh. Yeah. All right. That's what, that's what you should do if you really want to embarrass a team. Sorry, Bill. Make your picks. Uh, uh, Cleveland plus eight. Go ahead. Cleveland. Uh, I'm gonna. I believe in the Broncos, so I'll take Denver. Um, I will take my Vikings. They're going to show up this week. I will take the Bengals. And I will take the high-flying Buffalo Bills. Yeah. (laughs) The fighting Bills in the plus. Yeah, they'll lose by 13, and I'll be a goddamn genius. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan Peterman with a backdoor. Oh, God. It's going to be like five (laughs) picks for him. So bad. Um, All right. I'm in second place, uh, but just barely. Um, I'm going to agree with you on Denver. I'm taking the plus 10. I'm going to agree with you on Minnesota. Um, and I'm going to take the other three teams in the NFC North. Give me Detroit, give me Green Bay, and give me the Bears. So I got all four teams in the NFC North. A quadfecta for me. I'm betting on all three of our teams. This is unprecedented from Matt Pierce. I want uh, you to fill out a, a pro-line ticket with all four NFC North teams. All four NFC North teams? All right. I'll do okay. it. I'll do it. And uh, Craig Needles, who you got? Bring us home. Well... Uh, I'm taking the Washington Redacteds. I'm taking your Lions, Pierce. Second week in a row. Nice. I am taking the Carolina Panthers. Give me the Green Bay Packers. And I went back and forth on this one. I, I thought long and hard about the Buffalo thing. I did. 14 points at home. But I I can't. I, 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 I simply am, am not brave enough. So instead of being brave and saying the Buffalo Bills, yeah, I took two of the three high lines, so I'm 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 uh, I'm, I'm not gonna be too upset about not taking that Buffalo, but I did stare at it, Craig. Go ahead. That's fair. Uh, instead of being brave, I'm gonna say that I'm taking the. Um, I'm. I know this sounds stupid. I'm taking the Raiders. No, it doesn't. It it it's it's. 
it's what you're supposed to do. It is. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm getting three you, points at home. Yeah, you have to make this pick now, which sucks, but for the purposes of this podcast. But like I said, the smart move on Oakland is to wait till Sunday morning, right before the game. I'll bet you get an extra point in real in real life. Or maybe maybe it gets a three and a half. We'll see. Yeah, uh, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast, uh, at mpeer6, M-P-E-A-R-C-E, and the number six for the Twitter account. Uh, email contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com. Please rate and subscribe and give us a review on iTunes, five stars only. And, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. I already announced the Friends of the Show picks. Um, week eight is in the books for us. And we might be back later on in this week with a Halloween podcast. We're going to try to squeeze that in. If not, the three of us will be back next week talking week nine and breaking down week eight. And Daredevil season three just came out. And so at some point we will review Daredevil season three as the rest of the Netflix shows. And we will likely discuss the fact that the rest of the Marvel Netflix are currently getting the chop, which a much deserved chop too, because a lot of those shows suck balls. So there's that. Uh, Bill and Craig, thank you very much for doing this, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, thanks. Take care, you guys.